And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Hey, want to quickly apologize for not getting the mute button on there. It was, it was uh, Kelvin's mic, but we were talking about all things numer- numerology. You know, there was nothing embarrassing that come up, I don't think, at least, unless I said something. <laughs> but hey, but hey, We were talking about numbers in the Bible. That, and hey, I love what Kelvin said, actually, for those that may or may not have heard it in that space, but, mm. but that fact that you... Kelvin was also saying that numbers in the Bible, when it's actually uh, double that, like when you get 12 by 12, which gives the 144,000, for instance, Mm. it actually indicates that it's God's people, but also compounded more Mm. than that, you know. So, yeah, anyway, more for discussion on that another time too. But, yeah, fascinating stuff. Hey, you got some text messages here, some interesting (laughs) stuff to see. But before we get into that, we're going to have our next quiz. A Twilight Zone Phenomenon. Two prophets were walking along chatting when suddenly chariots and horses of fire appeared and one of them was majestically taken up to heaven. What form of transportation was used for the prophet's chariot to take flight? Was it A, whirlwind, B, fireball, C, glassy road, or D, black hole? Wow, these are wacky. This is awesome. (laughs) I love this so much. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw for Daniel, Wisdom for the Wise by Zdravko Stefanovic. This is a fantastic chapter-by-chapter, verse-by-verse, practical and thorough commentary of the book of Daniel, which is, again, one of the more important books or one of the, I would say, among the most important books of our time. Of course, we know that Revelation is the only book that has a blessing attached to it when we read it and study it. That's what the Bible says. But then in the book of Revelation, particularly when we get to chapter 10, it's all about, you know, the opening of the book of Daniel and Mm. how important Daniel is for the end of time. And the two go hand in hand so much, don't they? Absolutely. And so we are wanting to know... We're wanting to understand what the book of Daniel says. And if you want to know that, well, then all you have to do is answer these questions correctly and get in for our draw to win this amazing prize. Again, that number, 0491-064-669. you want to read that question one more time? Mm, a Twilight Zone phenomenon. Two prophets were walking along chatting when suddenly chariots and horses of fire appeared and one of them was majestically taken up to heaven. What form of transportation was used for the prophet's chariot to take flight. Was it A, whirlwind, B, fireball, C, glassy road, D, black hole? Which one of those was it? And so the thing is here, you know, with this book also, what I really love that Zdravko Stefanovic does, he actually goes into the book of Daniel, but he also, (coughs) excuse me, Mm -hmm. he also pulls out application for today for us. So he doesn't just let it go. Absolutely. Hey, continuing on this morning, we've got some text messages here. Plenty of people getting in with correct answers this morning. We've got some text message. One coming in here from Sonny. He writes, good morning, Danuta and Law. I have enjoyed the program this morning, especially the discussion regarding number eight. Keep doing what you're doing and both bring freshness to the day. I love that too. And of course, referencing you, Kelvin, you know, the awesome insights that you're getting in there with the number... With the, with the number eight. And, yeah, and so we're doing it at eight o'clock. So eight o'clock is the <laughs> new beginning of the day. There's actually a text message that come in as well from Fraser. Fraser writes, by God's guidance, not by man's in- interference, careful not to condone numerology. And then he writes on, he kind of laughing face, excuse my lack of faith. I think what's important by <laughs> about his text message here is like the practice of kind of not looking at numbers and observing their effects, but rather numerology itself and looking for all the connections and, and whatnot. I think it's, 
that's one side of the the conversation talking about numbers where people make kind of a religion out of it, which was very, very big in paganism. And you've got to be careful of this. There are many things in the Bible that if you were to go ahead and do, you would be disobedient and sinful. Just because the Bible says it doesn't mean we should do it. Like mm-hmm. There are plenty of examples of sin, um, and we could... You know, if we follow mm-hmm. those, head down the wrong path. However, sure. I believe that here a little, there a little, when you compare Scripture with Scripture, the mm-hmm. overall theme or what comes out, and, and that's what I tried to do with the number eight. Like you can see throughout the whole Bible, there mm. is this common theme coming through. Mm, absolutely. Fantastic stuff. And, yeah, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. We also got a shout-out from Alan coming in. Good morning, God's Curry from Blackalls Park. Now, I love that because Blackalls Park is we've established you know alan and i i i live i grew up in blackalls park my dad grew up in blackalls park and i'm currently living about five minutes from blackalls park i've lived all over newcastle and all over the world but now you know right in there in in one of the greatest greatest little towns in australia i'd say in in toronto right next to blackalls park (laughs) you're listening to the breakfast show got a ton of Awesome and fantastic answers coming through. And now we are going to look at the Bible for some answers. Oh, yes. Look at the book of Ephesians. Going to Ephesians. We've been doing some fabulous study and and enjoying Ephesians. And, of course, last week we actually looked at chapter 1 and then also chapter 2 going up to verse 10. Mm. And it actually gives us the foundation or what we – so let's go back a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Eden was perfect. Sin came in, separated us from God, so the vertical separation happened, and then there was horizontal separation with yep. humanity, mm-hmm. also separation from um, the environment and um, with animals as well. But particularly when we look at that vertical separation with God, uh, that sin brought, brought in, and then also this, the horizontal separation, mm-hmm. we unpacked that a bit last week about that vertical, how God, through Jesus, through the cross, through Grace, saved mm. by grace through faith. We take it by faith, but we accept God's grace, which is unmerited, you know, that we do not, we are treated and, uh, in the way that we're not, des- we do not deserve mm. that Christ died in our place for our sins. And so we laid the foundations. We actually laid the foundations last week of, um, of, of faith, of our faith, and that we were chosen before the foundation of the world that we were brought back by a price in, mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and that our prayers in Christ were exalted. Christ was exalted mm-hmm. to the heavenly places, that he's now seated in the heavenly places. Yes. And that when we accept Jesus and we pray to him and we accept him into our lives and we, we continue to walk with him too, that we through Christ or in Christ is the words that Paul actually uses, we are actually co-resurrected, we are co-exalted to those heavenly places, mm. which is a beautiful picture of God, isn't it? And it means then that we are dead to our sins because the pivotal two words mm. came in chapter 2, verse 4, which says, but God. Mm. That's the pivot. It's but God. And so what we're actually going to start unpacking today and into this week as we go into Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to look at the results of God's grace. Mm. Okay, so last week we laid the, laid, the, laid the foundations. Now what we do is we move into the whole results of that mm. grace and, and how 
walls that are destroyed are actually built together between us between well between us and human you know other humans particularly mm. but what it means for our lives yeah absolutely you brought up the separation that's taken place between us and humanity as a result of sin and in some ways you could say that god instigated that separation and that it was actually needed because if you you look at the situation of post flood you've got everyone living on the earth speaking the same language mm. and there was division initially created amongst people you know they put on the 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 tunics of leaves and whatnot because all of a sudden mm. they felt vulnerable in the world that they were living in and that we see coming out of the Garden of Eden post-fall, oh, we see that yeah. there's the two different lines. You've got the line of Seth living up in the yes. hills, the line of Cain living down in the valleys and some of the squabbles that they had, but also the intermarriage that they had then leading to a worldwide flood and then post that worldwide flood, the Tower of Babel where yes. the world had basically united in sin against God, which was ultimately going to lead to the early extinction of humanity. If that wasn't put a stop to, there would not be you or I or Kelvin or Produce Shell or anyone listening in the studio this morning. Humanity would have destroyed itself. And as a result of that situation, to to remedy that, God God creates... Yeah. Separation between humanity and you know divides them into languages into you know, and these people groups they get together and migrate into different parts of the world and, and then we see the different you know uh, different genetic changes that happen as a result of that and the different races that exist around our world, you know, whether it's in, in Asia or whether it's in Africa, whether it's in Europe and mm-hmm. and how we, we see these different people groups and the the widespread change that's happened to our world and, and still today, you know, we live in yeah. such a globalized world, yet language is still a barrier that exists. And so now God is in Christ offering something better, offering oh. unity in him. Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. So we continue on with our study in Ephesians. And I'm wondering, Kelvin, you're here today. Is your mic on? Oh, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, he's here. He's cool. ready. You're still here with us. Do you want to, do you, <laughs> it's, it's you're ready God. and rearing. <laughs> ready to go. That's so, imagine we just have Kelvin sitting in the corner, mic off, just like watching us. in the naughty corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with with a mic in front of his mouth, but just turned off. Just uh, sorry, yeah. Kelvin. We, no, but fantastic. Hey, we're going to pick up a passage here. That's right. So, Kelvin, do, do you want to read for us Ephesians chapter two and verse eleven to thirteen, please? Mm. Down to verse thirteen. Here yeah. we go. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Mm. I love Interesting this. stuff, isn't it? And the word remember comes in really quickly, doesn't it? It says, therefore, remember. You know, when we want to remember something, what actually is, is about something that's happened in the past, mm. something that's happened in the past, and it's yep. brought back to 
or back into memory, isn't mm-hmm. that yes, really? absolutely. And, and here he actually speaks about Gentiles being in the flesh who once called uncircumcised but what is called the circumcision made in the flesh. For some people that might sound almost double, you know, it's like, what? What is that? Hey, but really the the Jews Jews referred to, I know you're, you're busting to say it too, the, Jew, the Jews referred to the Gentiles as being uncircumcised and the Gentiles referred to the Jews as being circumcised. As a term of derision. That was a term. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And so here, and so for those that, uh, you know, that may be new in, in their journey with this, really circumcision stems right back to, uh, Lawson, you were saying about the Tower of Babel earlier, and God, God raised up a man, didn't he? Mm. If we go back to Genesis chapter 12, mm. um, and in fact, just one more step back, the whole Bible theme, one of the key Bible themes all the way through is God's covenant, isn't it? Mm. His, his covenant. We see a covenant mm. in, in the Garden of Eden. It's a conditional mm. covenant where God says, you can have all the fruit of, you know, of, 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 of the garden, except not of the truth of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam and Eve sin, the, it's a conditional thing and therefore sin comes in they're banished from the garden then we have the next covenant which is Noah's covenant and the flood and then Abraham is actually raised up as one God's key man he was not a follower he gives up his pagan ways he actually follows comes out of the Ur of Chaldeans yeah he's called out he's of he's called yep, out absolutely. of absolutely yep mm-hmm. he's called out of his way of life and God says, I will bless you and make you a great nation. I'll give you land. Mm-hmm. And so we see the theme of land blessing and descendants all the way through, through the Bible with that. But then what actually happens, isn't it, in, in uh, Genesis 17, if somebody can actually read that for us, Genesis 17, either Lawson or Kelvin, um, please, Genesis chapter 17, verse 10 and 11. And as you're going there, what actually happens is Abraham has got a wife who's called Sarah. So Abraham's initial name is Abram. But at this point that we're about to, to read, God then changes his name to Abraham. He also changes his wife's name from Sarah to Sarah. The thing yep. is that even though God had told Abraham he would make him a great nation, they're really old they're both both Sarah and Abraham are old, and they're beyond. They're the beyond childbearing, childbearing years. Age, yes, and so, so what happens is Sarah actually says, "Sleep with my wife, my my um, maidservant Handmaid. Hagar, Hagar," and of course she gives birth to Ishmael. And so this is why then circumcision comes in because they didn't actually believe God, did they? They actually followed their own ways. And so if you'd like to read that for us, Kelvin. Genesis chapter 17, verses Mm -hmm. 10 and 11. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man-child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Mm, and then verse 13 and 14 too, if you could please. Let's skip down, verses mm. 13 and 14. Oh, hold on. No, actually do so 12, 12 because it okay. ties in with what you said earlier about numbers. Ah, yes, here we go. Yeah. And he that is, what, eight days old yeah. shall be circumcised among you. Every man-child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed, verse 13, he that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man, child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. Mm. Mm. So what do we see here? 
Well, we've got a new beginning. We have we've got, got a new day beginning. eight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So here, this is what's called Bit uh, Brit Miller, mm-hmm. like when you're pronounced with your your new name. But you you're you're now those that are man child are circumcised. So it's mm-hmm. a new beginning. That's right. And circumcision mm-hmm. then was was uh, the identity of those, or, you know of the Israelites, of the Jews, of the chosen nation, weren't they? And Absolutely. those that were not circumcised were not considered part of the nation. In fact, verse, uh, what did we read? Verse 14 says, They shall be cut up, cut off from his people if they are not circumcised because mm. the covenant has been broken. And so hence here, when we come to Ephesians, coming back to Ephesians now, so that was a bit of the backstory. Yes, when we come to Ephesians, this is why Paul says, remember that you were once Gentiles in the flesh, you were once called uncircumcised, and then others were called circumcised, made in the flesh by hands, and at that time you were without God being aliens. Mm. What's he saying there? Well, essentially, the, the reality of their situation, you know, I, was, I was considering you know, Romans chapter 2 and Romans chapter 1 recently, looking at this idea that the Gentiles have a law unto themselves, you know, and, and God can save them despite not hearing the message of Jesus. Like, like it's essentially that, that God's call hasn't been exclusive to only those who have had the opportunity to hear um, to, to hear the name of Christ. It's throughout all time, you know, God has been working in people and, and giving them the opportunity to be able to, yeah, live up to certain standards and, and God, ju- God judges them fairly, which is fantastic. Mm. But this doesn't mean that they then have hope. Mm. Like this doesn't mean that they then have a perfect knowledge and understanding of Christ, which gives them that future and that hope as well, which is so key, so important. In fact, this is a, <laughs> I talked a little bit early in the show, staying up incredibly late. And, and the reason for doing so last night is I had a Muslim friend who got in contact with me and, and just wanted to talk about life. And it turned into us talking about religion and me sharing my testimony with him of how I've become a Christian. And he's cool. just really interested of how, you know, someone like myself could go from, because this person grew up in, in, in the Muslim faith. How can you go from not believing in God to believing in God? And it was an amazing conversation. Uh, but we were, were talking a little bit there as well, considering like, why it's so key and so important to have that experience of coming into faith and and coming into truth. And it's because of the hope that it gives you. It's because Mm. an experience living with Christ is far better than experience living without Christ. I like what you're talking about. You're talking about relational like interactions, communication. And this verse that we're reading in Ephesians says that you're a stranger. When you're a stranger, you don't have a relationship. But when it says you're brought nigh, you're brought near, you have a relationship. There's an intimacy, isn't there? Yes, there's intimacy. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing I see with the circumcision thing. It's a very personal thing, mm-hmm. um, very intimate. Like, and other people may not see, but when you have a relationship with someone, when you see someone, you can tell whether they're having a good day or a bad day. Because yes. you go, oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You're not feeling, you're yes, not looking so sprightly today. You know, yep. I mean, mm. is there something wrong? Yeah, yeah. So you can know someone on that deeper level. And that's where I get that. Um, I see that being quite a personal thing. And it's a, a way of looking in, inwardly, introspectively at yourself as well. Yeah, mm. like that. And also the thing is what I see in this in in these verses here what what Paul brings out is mm-hmm. that the Gentiles were once were considered as outsiders and now they're brought in as insiders and when mm. somebody becomes an insider 
like you say, like Kelvin, you know, that, that there's this intimacy, there's this relationship and there's relationship between both sides, isn't it? That means mm. that there's actually healing happening and that healing can, as we, as we read there is, 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 he says in verse 12, at that time you were without Christ, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. So not only from, from the, the province of Israel, but also, uh, you know, as strangers in the covenant promise. Mm. That we see that that covenant promise, which which gives hope as well to us, so it's really crucial and important. Absolutely, yeah. This covenant that God has given us, we're going to be exploring, unpacking that more. What it looks like for especially us as Gentiles to draw near to Christ. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We are going to have our final question. For the quiz this morning, Danuta, give it to us. Get ready to text your answers to us. The uh, the question is, the odds of a person with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot being allowed to join the army these days are pretty slim. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly haven't seen people, but, you know, yeah, you get get deformities in different ways. I have a friend who had one, two, three, he had seven toes. True. And it was because, so he had two of his toes, on both feet, he had toes that were webbed together. Mm-hmm. They hadn't separated. And then, so that he had four toes on each foot because then two of them were webbed together. It was like, see, that's one toe. <laughs> and then one of them, he accidentally sliced off in an accident. So, so he had a, that was like his fun fact. He's like, I got seven toes. Oh, I'm like, that is go. all. But this, this person, had, had this six. person has six toes and six fingers on each foot and each hand. That's, that's right. Amazing. So in Second Samuel, the Bible describes a battle where there was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes. Four and twenty in number. Whereabouts did this battle take place? So we're not mm. after the person's number. Actually, where did the battle take place? Hey. So yeah, in Second Samuel, the Bible describes a battle where there was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes. Mm-hmm. Four and twenty in number. Whereabouts did this battle take place? Send your text messages to us on zero four nine one zero six four double six nine. That number again is zero four nine one zero six four double six nine, and you'll go in the into the draw for the prize of the week, which is the book of Daniel, Wisdom for the Wise by Zdravko Stefanovic. That actually gives you practical ideas and thorough uh, thorough look at the book of Daniel. So we always, of course, encourage you to look at the Bible. That's the key book, and this one is like a supplement to help you uh, look at uh, at things. So again, the, the question is, in Samuel, Second Samuel, the Bible describes a battle where there was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes. Four and twenty in number. Whereabouts did this battle take place? Text us on zero four nine one zero six four double six nine. Absolutely, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And hey, we are going to continue in the book of Ephesians, chapter two. We're talking about yeah, the the Gentiles once being afar off, the division that there was between the circumcised and the uncircumcised. But yeah, as we pick it up and we get to verse twelve, we see that gap begin to begin to close mm. that once there there was division and well for all of us here as gentiles i i don't have it do you have any jewish background danuta no do you have any jewish background Kelly? way back when yes yeah but potentially you have a beautiful beard but you know, <laughs> but, but, german looking beard yeah that, that's right you know for me i am i am half english half irish like i am as 
not not Jewish as it gets in terms of like I am a very very pale person and so look none of us can have that claim to being a part of the chosen people under the covenant of Israel that was given to Moses at Mount Sinai like or to Abraham you know none of us can claim that yet we can claim a part of the covenant going to Abraham which was that through Abraham the entire all the families of the world would be blessed we are part of all those families we are part of that and also by accepting Jesus we become exactly well this is what it's ultimately alluding to is that that's exactly who Christ would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's pick up in verse 12. Do you want to get this for us, Kelvin? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. Chapter 2 and verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, mm-hmm. being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers for the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Mm. I love that. He's saying you've got no hope and no God yeah. without God. Absolutely. Well, what were they worshipping at the time? It's particularly looking at Ephesians. It's Diana and Artemis and and the sun and the moon and the fishes and the rocks. Like They're worshipping all kinds of things. They give them no hope because what's the outcome of worshipping all of these things? It's, It's like, hey, if you appease them enough, then maybe you'll be able to eat you know <laughs> like if you kill your own children maybe you'll be able to Survive. have That's shelter it. like yeah. you know these guys or maybe That's there'll it. be a good harvest or or there won't be bad storms you know this kind of things it's not a god who has got an outstretched hand who loves them who's protecting them or rather it's one that they need to appease you've got no hope uh, because they were aliens from the commonwealth of israel and this was the the big difference in thinking of psychology and of understanding between the those who were, you know, part of the Israel, the, the Israelite nation. It's like, oh, God has power over all mm. things versus, uh, you know, the the thinking and the understanding of those in pagan practice. So, you know, I could imagine being an ancient Assyrian mm-hmm. or an ancient Babylonian, mm-hmm. or, you know, part of one of these countries where essentially it's the 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 rocks on the side of the hill is something not to disrespect as there is, you know, because if you do... You, you'll end up in strife with that God. You know? It's like, oh, man, don't talk bad, bad about the fish because the, the, the Dagon has got to hook you up. You know? <laughs> These kinds of things. Right? It was very much a, fear, um, a worship because of fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, whereas with Christ, because of his grace, there, mm-hmm. there, is not, there is no fear. We are drawn close to him, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they joined the, you know, there are aliens from the Commonwealth of Israel, and now what has changed is because of Christ, they now join within the Commonwealth of Israel. And I love how it uses the word Commonwealth. It doesn't use the word nation. Mm. It talks about Israel as an empire here rather than Israel as like a, a, a literal country because the, the whole idea of the, the empire of Israel that's being shared here is not one that is a physical reality or a genetic reality, but one that is rather a spiritual reality. The, the Commonwealth or the a- Empire mm. of Israel, the Kingdom of Heaven. You know, a, an empire that has been given from God that you have the ability to join. Of course, the foundations of that empire is found within the nation of Israel, within, yeah. you know, the, the people at, well, at this time, there's no nation of Israel, rather the Jewish people. But yeah, the change that has taken place is, oh, you can, you can join the Commonwealth. You can be a part of it. You know, you can be, <laughs> you can be a part of the colonies of, of God. You can be grafted into the fold or colonized into the fold. And I, I use that language you know, kind of uh, liberally as we see history of, say, the Commonwealth of England and the colonization that took place on behalf of those guys and how, you know, we here as Australians sit 
within and under the Commonwealth, but this is a Commonwealth that you definitely want to be a part of, the Commonwealth of Heaven, the Commonwealth of Israel. It's a spiritual reality that, yeah, you, despite not being Jewish, despite not coming from those foundations, you get to be a part of God's family. Jesus has died for everyone. And the Commonwealth gets bigger. God's family gets bigger. There is no boundary. It yes. can just continue to grow and grow and absolutely. grow. I yeah. love that concept. In, uh, in fact, absolutely. that's the message of Christ right at the end there when he says in Matthew 24, he says, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Hey, let's grow the, king, the, king, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. Let's grow it. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we've come to a time where we should, we're not answer, we're not asking any questions. We're not spinning a wheel either. That, that's going to be on Friday. But we are giving some answers to our kind of wacky questions for today, falling in line with Kelvin's wacky, you know, opening of the Bible and, and observing the number eight as well. Yes, so let's get into some answers. Yes, so here we go. When it comes to Africans in the New Testament, there is a story involving the Ethiopian eunuch with passing reference to Queen Candace of Ethiopia. However, there is only one native of Africa who is named and is an active participant in an account in the New Testament. What was his name? And the answer is... Simon. Simon. Now, this is the Simon yeah. who carried, carried the, the cross. cross. Yes, yeah, Simon of Cyrene. Yes, yeah, so fantastic. Uh, no, no one got that right. No, <laughs> no really, one got that one right. It eh? eluded the listeners. Yeah, we had some interesting answers come through, but it was Simon in the end there. Very much. Our next one is Christian tradition holds all the writers of the books in the New Testament were Jewish, with the exception of one book author, who is believed by many to be the only non-Jewish Jewish writer. What was the author's name? And the author is Luke. Luke. Mm -hmm. So Luke was a doctor. Uh He also wrote the book of Acts. Yeah. And so Kelvin kind of gave some tips by saying there's eight authors in the New Testament. He named all of them. He had to pick one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But the answer for that one is Luke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who was the first to try genetic engineering by trying to get striped cattle from plain colored cattle? Uh, The answer here is Jacob. 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 It's interesting. He went both ways. Mm-hmm. He had plain cattle and got them striped by putting a willow branch in the water. Mm-hmm. But also when his uncle tricked him, he reversed it again so that he, he was able to determine which sheep he took by adding or taking away the willow branch. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It is yeah, genetic engineering, isn't it? It is. <laughs> crazy but amazing. Hey. Next one, a twilight zone phenomenon. Two prophets were walking along chatting when suddenly chariots um, and horses of fire appeared and one of them was majestically taken up to heaven. What form of transportation was used for the prophet's chariot to take flight? Was it A, whirlwind, whirlwind B, fireball, C, glassy road, or D, black hole? And the answer is a whirlwind. Yes. Yeah. Some of the answers that were coming in weren't even A, B, or C, or D, people giving something different. <laughs> Chariot. But, but the interesting thing is, I love the fact that everyone's having a go. Yeah, it was that's awesome. That's what we want, because yeah. that's also how we learn, because you actually then look and listen to whether mm. you got the answer right with that one. Mm. And so that one is well, when you find it in Second Kings chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I think everybody was focusing on the fire, you know, because the chariot... Yeah. And the horses were on fire, but we wanted the. Mm. That's why we got those. Made it a multiple choice so that mm. you knew that it wasn't. It wasn't the chariot and the horses that we were wondering about. What took them 
up into heaven was yes. a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. That's right. That's right. Spot on. Okay. Mm. La- our last one is the odds of a person with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot being allowed to join the army these days are pretty slim. In Second Samuel, the Bible describes a battle where there was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes. Four and twenty number. Whereabouts did this battle take place? And the battle took place in Gath. Mm, yeah, fantastic. For everyone who got those answers correct as well. We also had a, a text message coming through from Brett. He wrote in, did circumcision happen on the eighth day because of the seven days purification that was required at birth? Now, that definitely would have been a part of it because for seven days, the mother was deemed, you know, after giving birth, she was unclean. And it was actually quite a smart thing that they were doing, you know, for hygienic sake and for purposes, for the health of the mother and and of the people around her, they would remove her from the camp. And obviously the baby would go with her as well uh, because it needs to be nursed at that time. But, Kelvin, you brought up something very interesting, a medical fact that along in, in regards to this of why it's important that they circumcise at the eighth day as well. Yes, it's interesting that when you look at thrombin, which is the blood clotting agent, it's highest or it, it, it peaks on day eight. Mm. So the safest time, like I think... Today, they like to do it around two weeks of age. Mm -hmm. However, the Bible says that it should be done on day eight. And medically, it should be done on day eight because of the high thrombin level. Yeah, especially mm. especially in a situation, the ancient world, where they don't have access to modern medicine and the ability to clot. <laughs> yes, like, they it's, it's like, all about that, eight. That is fantastic. And we have come to the end of the show. We're, we're going our separate ways. Danuta, Kelvin, myself. Uh, you know, Shell. Shell. <laughs> well, Shell's saying here. She has, she has work to do. She's, she's, she's got to record some stuff. And, you know, Shell is the hero of our station at the end of the day. No, that's not right. Jesus is the hero of our station. <laughs> but Shell does lots of good work too. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. And like always, guys, remember to have a fantastic day and to talk faith, to live faith, and to have faith. You'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.